Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Yes, that means it is Monday Night Football and it's Canty and Carlin. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Matt Jones and Myron Metcalf. All over the country, it's cold, it's snowy, it's wintry. You can't even fly into Buffalo. Things are so bad. But you know what we get? We get Monday night football. We get Chargers at Colts. A game that will unify America in its awesomeness. Myron, it is a big game for the Chargers. If they win, they clinch a playoff berth. If you're the Colts... You want to try to get out of your mind the collapse from last week. What are you looking for tonight? Well, I think, you know, the Chargers getting in, and I think they could be a dangerous team. I know we're talking a lot about the Packers and everything that could happen in the NFC picture, but Justin Herbert, to me, is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. And as much as we give a lot of other quarterbacks sympathy around the league, people just don't care about what happens with the Chargers. But no. he's dealt with so many injuries offense, defense, and he just keeps moving forward. He's putting up historic numbers. Like, literally, it's like him and Andrew Luck who've put up the numbers he's put up in his first three seasons in the NFL, and nobody cares. Getting into the playoffs and then being a dangerous underdog, I think will change the narrative about Justin Herbert. Can I give you an example of what you're saying about nobody uh, caring? Yeah. Uh, I don't care. I'm one of those <laughs> you people. You because, well, because that. I feel like that sentence you said a minute ago, the Chargers can is a sentence I've heard for the last decade, that the Chargers can. Yeah. But the Chargers never do. They can. They can a lot. I give them credit. Nobody can more than the Chargers can. But they don't do. And, like, tonight, I suspect they'll win tonight in Indianapolis. But I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't, Myron, because what normally happens is we set up the Chargers for this event a game they should win, and they find a way to lose in the most spectacularly bizarre way possible. Their coach makes decisions that just are baffling on a minute-by-minute -minute basis and then does what a lot of people do when you don't understand something. They just go, well, analytics. Like, <laughs> like that just ends all conversation. Just say analytics. So I'm not – I would be – not surprised if they win, but I admit to you that I have no interest in the Chargers for the playoffs because I know they will lose in the first round no matter what. I mean, that's I guess that's fair. You kept saying can, and that made me think. Wasn't there like a – who said I think I can? Was that like the Little Red Caboose or something like that? Remember that the book? The Little Red Caboose. Yeah, Are you was combining the Little Red Riding Hood and no, then there someone was a else? Book. there was a book where he kept going, I think I can, I think I can. I think that the was the little, little engine red that could. The little engine that could. What did I say? I, I said, you said oh, I little was close. red riding. Yeah, I was close. No, I was close. Um, what did you say? You said little, I said little red. red caboose. The little red. Little, caboose. The little red. You remember that children's story we all <laughs> used to read as a child? The little red caboose. Listen, I, I was close enough. I, I knew it was uh, something with a train. <laughs> but to, to your point, I mean, this feels like a Chargers team where the investment has been win now. Like, the, the Super Bowl window thing is over. It's over. It's never coming yeah. back. There are no more three-, four-, five-year windows. you got to win now. And the Chargers, if they can get healthy, have that potential. Which is why if they somehow don't make the playoffs, I think Brandon Staley is going to be one of those guys who needs to be concerned about his job, especially if Sean Payton wants it. Because they have all the pieces. They just have to execute consistently. Well, I think it was Goldilocks and the Seven Dwarfs that said once. <laughs> That's what I said, man. 
that I was close. You... I said the little red. I knew it was something. I mean, that's little. nice. Those are two of the words. There were more words, though, that were necessary. <laughs> the little red but engine I do, that could. Okay. I do find that the Chargers, to be frustrating, I wonder about Justin Herbert because they're, I, I've worked with you for now f- for five years. In the last two, you talk about Justin Herbert like you used to talk about Aaron Rodgers, like you're talking He's about good. this special person. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not. I'm in no way criticizing him. But I do wonder if he's going to be a perfect charger that we will always talk about what he can do and then he'll never actually win a game that matters. I mean, that that's fair criticism for now. I mean, the real scrutiny with him comes from he plays on the West Coast for a team where – With no every, fans. I mean, no fans. Every game at home, there are more fans for the opposing team than for his own team, Right. So I think that's a factor, but the numbers have been impressive. He's got to go out and get it done. But I think if he does it and gets into the playoffs and wins a game or two, I think people will see Justin Herbert for who he is. How many Chargers fans do you think live in the city of L.A.? Oh, man, I don't – It's because, like, San Diego, you know. There Long may be Go- some in San Diego, yeah. but, but, but even then they've got to be upset that they left, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so how many do you think are in L.A.? Like right now, if you're in Los Angeles and you're a Chargers fan, do you know anyone else like you? Do you have Chargers meetup parties and it's just you and your wife at the Home <laughs> Depot? Like, what is it that what 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 do it? I don't even I can't think of a fan base yeah. on earth I would want to be a part of less than the Chargers. Oh, like I was watching the Franco Harris game the other night with Pittsburgh, and I'm a Bears fan, but I was sitting there watching, and they had all these former players there. And it was cold, but everyone was cheering. And it, it, and Mike Tomlin was wearing the uniform. And I remember thinking, like, I'd like to be a, a Steelers fan. I'm yeah. not. But I like what that – it feels like that's something that's, that's sort of fun that I would enjoy being. When I look at the Chargers, I think I, think I would rather have a rash than be a Chargers <laughs> fan. Because I cannot think, Myron, of a fan base that would be less fun to be a part of than the Chargers. I mean, they've, they've got some great history. I mean, the Los Angeles Chargers history? thing. Well, the San Diego Chargers have had some great players. What's, what, what's the history? Give me, give me the history like that is Sam. so wonderful. I mean, there have been some great players that come okay, out of Okay, so it. A, you're Super mentioning Bowl. people's names, but give me a moment where you sit and go, hey, fellow Chargers fans, let's remember this moment. Well, they got to a Super Bowl. I mean, that, that matters. And I mean, lost. Yeah, okay, okay. But it was a moment. I don't think you can just you, – you just want to erase the whole franchise. Well, but okay. here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If Justin Herbert gets to the playoffs and they win a playoff game, it's the Justin six Herbert Six people will era. care. It's and the six Justin, people will cheer. Maybe today, but then next week it's – next year it's 12. Next and then it's 24 <laughs> from there, and the numbers keep multiplying. Man. Keep you multiplying. 48, 96, man. 192, right? You got to keep thinking positive. 384, it'll be huge. Uh, listen, the little red engine that could, man. Let, you okay. Believe. Before we get before we get off this, give me a fan base that you think would be less fun in sports to be a fan of than the L.A. Chargers. Oh man, to be less fun. Like, what would be a if you had to pick a, a fan base? What would be a worse fan base to be a part of than the L.A. Chargers? A team that doesn't win, that has no fans, that gets outdrawn drawn at their own home games, and who literally no one in your life would want to speak about. Give me one. 
Being an Eagles fan would be more oh, stressful. What are you talking about? There's a ton of Eagles fans. 90% of them work at ESPN. So this is what Matt Jones does to me. He asks me a question, <laughs> and then I answer the question, <laughs> and he says, how on earth could you answer that question that's like right, that? That's true. I do you do didn't that. answer the way I wanted you to. That's true. That's, that's kind of the thing. But you didn't let me finish. It would be stressful to be an Eagles fan because every Sunday I'd be like, is somebody going to jail? Because they fight every Sunday. Oh, wow. Everything is intense, and it's just too much with the Eagles fans, man. I don't know if I can handle that. Well, first of all, for those of you that are Eagles fans that would like to, to challenge Myron on his take that oh, they're not going to challenge me the on them worst, fighting. They fight everybody. That you all, he is arguing you are the worst fan base to be a part yeah. of in the country. I don't Stress. have to worry. I don't have to worry about Chargers fans calling me angry because they don't exist. But if you can think of one that would oh, no. be worse to be a part of, eight 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 say ESPN. What is the worst fan base you could be a part of? I insist it's the Chargers. Myron sort of harshly says the Eagles, but this Monday Night Football preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. There was breaking news this afternoon regarding one NFL quarterback. We'll get back to that, and we'll figure out the worst fan bases to be a part of, and Eagles fans you can have at Myron. That's next here on Candy and Carlin. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper calling line. I asked you, what would be the worst fan base to be a part of? Because I said it would be the L.A. Chargers, because you would be in a fan base that literally only includes you, which would be very unfun. <laughs> Myron said the Philadelphia Eagles because you would be fighting all the time. Yeah, you got to be in fighting shape. There are a lot of people who've written me upset about the Eagles comment. Interestingly enough, Myron, no one's been upset about the Chargers comment, again, because there is no one to be upset because they do not <laughs> exist. But we opened up the phones to ask you, what would be a major sports franchise that would be the worst fan base to be a part of Brandon is in Texas Brandon what do you say yeah the Chargers would be rough but just imagine the Sacramento Kings well here's the thing about the Sacramento Kings though their fans really care like they sell out those games and the atmosphere is good now you're right Brandon they lose a lot so that stinks but like wouldn't you enjoy being part of a town where everybody's into it and everybody cares about it 
Uh, just that disappointment alone would be rough to bear. Yeah, you got to realize Matt Jones is also partially saying that because De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk are both on that roster. <laughs> and so, Trey Lyles, three so Kentucky guys. Yeah. So, but, but remember, and I appreciate the call, Brandon. Remember, Myron, when they had Weber and Bibby and oh, and Divac, and, oh yeah, and Divac and 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 all those Stoyakovich, White yeah. Chocolate, Jace yeah. Wills, Jace Wills. I mean, like those were fun teams, yeah. weren't they? That was fun to watch. I mean, you remember that year where they almost beat the Lakers, right? Should have beat them. They should have won. And if that happens, that would have changed the whole narrative about Sacramento. That would have changed the whole narrative about the Kings and Chris Webber. Don't you think? Like, I think Chris Webber would be considered in a different category if he was. Steve is in Wichita, Kansas. What do you have as a team you wouldn't want to be a fan of? I've been a football Cardinals fan all my life, and that goes back to their days in St. Louis. And there are some similarities. Um, They've each been to a Super Bowl. They've lost one. They've both moved since I've been alive. But when I think of the Chargers and Dan Fouts and Kellen Winslow and the Freezer Bowl and the tradition there versus what I've had to put up with the Cardinals, Let me ask you a question, Steve. I've always wondered this about people. So you live in Kansas, so you're close to St. Louis. So you chose, when they moved to Arizona from St. Louis, you chose to remain a fan of the team that left you? Why not just say, you know what, I'm going to do something else? Because I'm not a Cowboys fan, and that's what they do. And <laughs> but the I, Cowboys didn't move. I li- I, I moved, actually, the answer to the question is I moved first because my dad was in the military. Okay, okay fair enough. Yeah. I like that answer. You have to look in the mirror and accept that you moved yeah. as well, and so it's you can't you, be it's upset. Me. Yes, I understand. Well, Steve, thank you very much. I actually would argue, Byron, I wouldn't say the Arizona Cardinals. I would say a team that when I say this, there's a lot of listeners who won't even know what sport this is. But the Arizona Coyotes. (laughs) Give me your favorite Arizona Coyotes moment. Uh, I, I knew a woman who used to work in their ticket office back in the day. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, was well, cool. I, well, what was that? Was did, what, how did we know her? Did, did we date? Uh, you know, I knew her. No, I didn't. No. No, oh, we, yeah, did, we didn't her. date. That sounds no. like to me like you dated. No, no. I would have probably, but no. It was just oh, cool she, oh, you, oh, you would have, but she wasn't interested. It just never, it just never got to that. Well, I mean, I I assume she wasn't very busy if she was in the ticket office for the Arizona Coyotes. (laughs) She's not there anymore. I know she left years ago. I'm just saying to you, can you name anyone that's ever played on the Arizona Coyotes? No. Can you name anyone that's ever attended an Arizona Coyotes game? No. That's what I'm saying. I would argue the Arizona Coyotes are really a franchise only in our imaginations. Yes. That would make me want to quit. If I was, if I were an Arizona Coyotes fan, I'd want to end that tonight. Apparently, they play at an arena. Our producer is telling us this, that they call the mullet. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> the mullet <laughs> arena. Yeah, it's on I the cannot. campus of Arizona State. It's their first year playing there. It's like 3,000 seats. They're an NHL team that plays in like a – Wait a minute. They play in an arena with only 3,000 seats? Yeah. I'll, I'll You're pull. lying. No, I'm not. Why do they play in an arena with only 3,000 seats? They lost their, their uh, lease with the uh, – their arena in Temp in uh, in Glendale, and so they had to move to Tempe. Why don't they just let it go? Wait a minute, hang on. You're you got to be making it's this up. Five, you're telling sorry, me it's they had no re- seats, but it's it's just as bad. You're telling me they had an arena yes. that chose having no one over them. Yes. <laughs> 
that has to be the worst. Okay, I we'll take, take it no back, money Chargers. rather than I take you it back, Chargers. I'm sorry. You, oh, no. the Arizona Coyotes, have to be the worst. That uh, might uh, be. Uh, you're a franchise where an arena said we'd rather be empty <laughs> and have tumbleweed going across it than to let you play <laughs> here. Your money's no good here, is what they. So told. they play on the campus of Arizona State, and that's a that's a height too mullet. from where they were playing. That the is mullet. unbelievable. I, I have to tell you, there'll be nothing I learned this week that will <laughs> baffle me more than that. I'm very impressed. How, All right, well, this is a higher standard. What about Justin in Texas? You got a high standard to beat the the Coyotes. Yeah, I, I, I'm 40 years old. I've never heard of the Coyotes, so it's be hard to beat a place He's you, never you even heard of the Coyotes. 996 empty seats at. So, um, I'm taking the Browns. Uh, you, you guys mentioned, you know, the, the Philly fans fighting each other and getting arrested. But, I mean, what, what about your star quarterback having to worry whether he can stay out of jail or not? So, that yeah, would be it'd be tough bad. to be a Browns I mean, fan. But the thing about the enough, they but here's the thing about the Browns, though. Here's the thing about the Browns. I'm with you. That would be tough. But they do care. And so, like, there's yeah. a commu- there's a community of sadness there. And yeah. I think if you're going to be part of something sad, why not be part of it with other people who can be sad with you? Yeah, I mean, if your fan base has a name, like the Dog Pound, that means at least there's some character That's there. Right. In your franchise. I never will forgive the Browns for how they treated Tim Couch, who still remains the only player to win a playoff game for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And they the only quarterback since in the new era, and they still treated him poorly. My friend Tim Couch, Meyer Metcalf. Yeah, they didn't surround him with a lot of uh, talent. Okay, Baker won one too, but let me just I'm let me roll with it here, okay? Yeah. But don't try to give me <laughs> I don't need your facts, okay? You gave Evan, our producer. You gave me a lot when you told me they play in an arena called the Mullet on a campus. That was how, what. How you do they had. make money playing in a five thousand seat? Yeah, how do they make money? That's a great question. Like, what is that? I, I, I look. It looks like they're the worst team in the NHL. Them and the Blackhawks. Why are they still a team? Why don't That's they? The... Can they quit? Can we move <laughs> someone? Can they just stop? Unbelievable. All right, Lynn is in Tennessee. We'll let him have the final word. Lynn, give me a team that you think would be awful to be a fan of. Well, thanks for taking my call. I have two of them, and I'm not talking about recent success. I'm talking about past past teams. For one, the future outfits that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers used to have, and I don't know what's going on in Carolina right now. Hang on just a second. You just saved the – just because they had a bad outfit, they've won two Super Bowls like in the last twenty five okay, years. And what, okay, and before that, what were they doing? They I mean, bad. I don't know, but I'll they but they've won. Exactly. They've won a Thank lot. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. You said it all right there. You don't know. Don't nobody know because they didn't do anything. <laughs> then let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. The only okay. thing now is let's name the superstars: Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, Steve. Yeah, but I mean, they, they made they made yeah. a Super Bowl not that long ago. Nothing, nothing. They haven't done anything. So, so for Lynn, and I appreciate the call. For Lynn, it seems like the key ingredient is your fashion sense. <laughs> if he doesn't like <laughs> he your fashion, your uniforms, he is not going to say that that's a fan base he wants to be a part of. Well, that's true. Listen, yeah. it's all about fashion for Lynn in ten a C, and I appreciate. It. I am baffled by the Arizona Coyotes, and let me just say to Chargers fans, I owe you an apology. At least you have a place to play, and you didn't you didn't get kicked out of it for being. Do they even have Wi Fi there? Like, what's the? 
<laughs> you got to bring your own food? Like, what's the situation, man? They can't afford concessions. You know what? The, I didn't realize it was BYOB at the Coyotes games, apparently. <laughs> it's somebody's uncle cooking in well, the parking we, lot. <laughs> we already gave you the five things that are the best about NBA and college basketball that you've missed this year. When we come back, I'm going to give you the five that are the worst that have happened this year. Oh, That's next here on Canty and Carlin. Poor Coyotes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. We were just talking about the worst teams, worst franchises to be a fan of. And uh, the topic came up about someone mentioned the Browns, and I said the last player to win the Playoff game for the Browns was Tim Couch. Apparently, Baker Mayfield, I left him out. I'm sorry about that. But that led to, uh, to, to us talking about Tim Couch. And I just posted a picture, Myron, of Tim Couch today. Yeah. And I just posted on Twitter. If you don't follow me, at KY Sports Radio. Tim Couch is 46 years old. Former number one draft pick. Myron, I sent you the picture. You can look at KY Sports Radio. How many people in the world do you know that are in better shape than 46-year-old Tim Couch is today? Not many. I mean, he, he looks like he can still play. I don't know if he would pass a series of tests to still play because it looks like he might be getting a little help. Now, be nice. No, yeah, that's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, a lot of guys his age are getting a little boost. But, yeah, he's a good, Are you, like, you're talking shape. about, like, hormone therapy? Yeah, like, like you go hormone, to like the, yeah, a lot of people are Yeah, like, you, you go yeah. to the Minneapolis men's clinic, like that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he looked great. <laughs> there you go. Now, we it is time – for us to talk a little basketball, an NBA talk on Canty and Carlin is brought to you by Fresh Pet, real pet food fresh from the fridge. That's nice. And I'm going to do for you, Myron, the top, bottom five moments of basketball season so far. So after Christmas, that's when many people start focusing on the NBA and college basketball. So I'm going to give you the five things that you've missed that maybe are not the best so far from basketball season. I'm going to start – Byron with the Golden State Warriors, the defending champs in the NBA, are at this very moment the 11th seed in the West and would not even make the play-in game. This is a team wow. that won the NBA title last year, has basically their same roster for the most part, and yet would right now not even be in the play-in game in the 11th seed. Steph Curry is out right now. And a lot of teams, including Utah, New Orleans, uh, Sacramento, are playing better than expected. For me, the 
Golden State Warriors have been a huge disappointment, Myron. Yeah, yeah, they have. And, I mean, you know, they've had all kinds of drama from the Draymond, Jordan Poole thing, Steph Curry being hurt. Uh, Clay Thompson isn't necessarily Clay Thompson. But I, you know what else I think is really happening? They finally – they found their peak last year. Like, they got their last run, I think, out of their system – just as these young teams are starting to rise, and now it's just going to be so much more difficult for everybody to beat the John Morants and Devin Bookers and all those young guys who are starting to take over the league. I didn't expect them to win a title again, but I also didn't expect them to not even make the play-in game. Yeah, that's did you? No, that 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 I thought they'd be in the mix, but I did expect these young teams that were kind of nipping at their heels a little bit to suddenly overtake them. All right, so number two for me on the bottom five of, of, of basketball, I'm going to again go to the NBA and talk a little bit about Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. We were just mm-hmm. talking about disappointment. Right now, Atlanta is the seven seed, although they just recently were the 11, but they are very difficult to watch, and Trey Young is shooting one of the worst percentage. Well, it is the worst percentage of his career. I believe he's like, 59 for 197 out of 197 three-point land. And a a Hawks team that after the trade for Murray, I think a lot of people thought would have a chance to really rise. They're very difficult to watch and hovering around 500. And I don't know about you, Myron. I like Trey Young, but he certainly doesn't look like a guy that would be fun to play basketball with. Well, if he's shooting the way he's shooting now, it's probably not fun for anybody. I mean, he's had the disagreements with his coach, Nate McMillan, uh, you know, about his rehab process. It's just not going great. And you have to wonder in this era, do things reach a point where Trey Young says, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore, right? I mean, that's always the concern with a young superstar. But I think Trey Young will bounce back. He just hasn't done it lately. All right. Now my third one. We're going to talk about disappointment. We have to go to the Lake Show, to the L.A. Mm. Lakers. 13-20 and 20 right now. The 13th seed in the West. They are only ahead of two teams, the Spurs and the Rockets, two teams actively tanking. They went on a little run to even get to this point. They won five straight up until a week and a half ago. But now Anthony Davis is out at least for the next four to six weeks. Russell Westbrook is... Well, he's Russell Westbrook now, and LeBron looks like he wishes he was anywhere else. I know a lot of people thought the Lakers might struggle, but they stink, and it doesn't look like they're going to get better. What do you do if you're the Lakers? Well, I can hear all the MJ fans saying, you don't remember Jordan missing out on the playoffs, you know, late in his career. But uh, I don't know what the Lakers do. I mean, they're kind of stuck, and that's what LeBron said the other night, like, how many more times can they be in a situation where they have to overcome a big deficit? The Anthony Davis injury, that's obviously affecting everything. Russell Westbrook just isn't a good fit. They bring in Patrick Beverly. That's not doing anything for him. Darvin Ham the other night played five guards at one point. It's just they got personnel issues that I don't think you can fix right now. And they also do things that don't make sense to me. Like Malik Monk was on the team last year and was pretty good, goes to Sacramento, and he's great. Why yeah. would you let that guy go, Myron? That's and, you know, good. that's the stuff I don't understand. Rob Palenka, ask him. That's exactly right. Number four, we're going to go to the college side. If you're a college basketball fan and I ask you name a big-time program, you probably would say Kentucky, Duke, or North Carolina. And it looked like this year, maybe even Gonzaga, it looked like this year that those four teams might be the four best teams in college basketball coming into the season. They were four of the top six preseason, but all have struggled. 
North Carolina's lost four games, Kentucky and Duke three, Gonzaga three, and some really embarrassing results for all four programs. And now the top three teams in college basketball are Purdue, UConn, and Houston, and four of the big powers, Kentucky, Duke, and Carolina, and Gonzaga, are okay, but not towards the top. Myron, do you think these four teams rebound? And when we come time for March Madness, we're talking about them? Or have they just all been disappointments? Uh, a couple of them might. You know, I'll go with two of the four. I mean, college basketball is always fighting to get a piece of the spotlight at a moment like this. But when those four teams are struggling, it's almost impossible, you know, because people look to those teams as sort of the barometer of the sport. But right now they're not pulling their weight that we expect them to within the sport. So which two do you think actually turn it around? I like Casey Wallace so much. I think Kentucky will be one of those teams. And, you know, Gonzaga's about to go into the West Coast Conference schedule, win a ton of games, and still be a high seed come March. So North Carolina, even though they went to the title game last year, have the same team back? You don't believe in them? They just – remember, they looked like the same team last year. They struggled a big part of the year, got hot late. They weren't a That's good true. team. And I think the young guys for Duke aren't quite ready due to injuries, and that's going to affect things. And finally, my fifth thing that's the bottom five in, in basketball, we have to talk about the Louisville Cardinals, Myron. Oh, man. The Louisville Cardinals may be one of the worst big power five basketball teams ever. Yeah. They are currently 2-11. and 11. They have lost to including Appalachian State, Lipscomb, Wright State, and Bellarmine. This statistic will blow your mind. Not only are they 2-11, and 11, they are one, or excuse me, two and eleven against the spread. But here's what's amazing: in their eleven losses, they haven't come within nine points of the spread. Yeah. They have lost. They played Florida State, a team that itself is two and nine, and lost by thirty-three points. Kenny Payne, the new coach at Louisville, it is absolutely awful. Myron, are they one of the worst Power Five teams you've ever seen? Yes, and I don't know. If it gets better, it's not like there's a bunch of great recruits coming. Like, I just – I understand why Kenny Payne takes the job to try to save his alma mater, but how, how much longer do you want to do this? Like, I mean, he, he's, he's a legend there. He's a coach who came in very respected for what he did at Kentucky. Was the with NBA. the Knicks as well. Yeah. I just wonder if you're him, how, how long do you stick this out before you go, man, I didn't realize I was up against this kind of uh, challenge. So I think it's important, Myron, for you to answer this question. What team is number five on the list? Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. What, what, what team Louisville. again? Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, I say Louisville, but you all But that's say not that, how you right? say it. We say Louisville. Try one more time. Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. 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 Yeah. I could listen to you pronounce Louisville. <laughs> All day, every day. We will finish up with the three stories that you need to hear. Love Matt em. Jones and love of Myron Metcalf. That's next on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? it's the worst sometimes it's the best either way we'll get you straight with everything you need to know this is three and out yes it is three and out it is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook it will make every moment more that's right It'll be more. So it's time to do the three. Matt Jones and Myron Metcalf. Let's get started with number one. You probably didn't even know this happened, but I'll tell you. All-star guard James Harden is seriously considering a return to the Houston Rockets in free agency this July. What? If he decides against a new deal with the 76ers, Houston may be the home. Sources have told ESPN's Adrian Wojciechowski. Here's Harden being asked about the report. I'm here. We're, we're playing very, very well, and yeah, I don't know where that report came from, but um, I'm excited to be here, and we're, we're playing well, and we're continuing to get better. That is not a denial, Myron <laughs> Metcalf. So, what do you think, James Harden, back to uh, Houston to get his groove on? I, I, I always love the. I don't know where that report came from, right? <laughs> like it, it just created out of thin air. I mean, it, it certainly was a, def, a definitive no. Uh, Houston has some in, incredible young pieces, you know, starting with Jalen Green. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he might consider it. Um, do they want to try to build with the James Harden and the financial toll attached to that, or do they want to just stay young and, you know, keep getting better little by little? We'll see what Houston wants. If I'm Houston, you, there's not a way for me to say no quicker. Like, if you're rebuilding, what in the world do you want with James Harden? Yeah. You got all these young guys. You got to let them play. He's going to shoot every time. Every time. I can't imagine a worse fit than James Harden on a rebuilding Houston Rockets. Yeah. That just seems absolutely ridiculous. Now, and you know he's going to be at the clubs, too. I mean, that's the other problem. Well, I, don't, I haven't been to the kind of clubs Myron's talking about, <laughs> no. but I hear through the grapevine <laughs> that in Houston they have certain kinds of men's establishments that yeah. people like. But, again, that's not James me. That's a, that's a Myron kind of <laughs> thing. Now, after the Warriors Whoa. beat the Grizzlies 123-109 to on Christmas Day, Draymond Green was asked by our NBA on ESPN Radio crew if it's a rivalry between the Warriors and the Grizzlies. And here's what he said. I think the word rivalry is thrown, thrown around too loosely these days. Um, rivalry is Lakers-Celtics. Uh, rivalry is us and the Cavs through those 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19 years. Uh, those are rivalries. Uh, that's a great young team that are, has a very promising future, uh, but they haven't won enough yet for uh, to say it's a rivalry, and that's no shot at them. It's just in order to be a rivalry, you got to start hanging banners. And, and so I, I just think the term is thrown around too loosely. Now, is this a game that we get up for? Absolutely. Uh, it's, you know, is this a team we're always looking forward to facing? Absolutely. Does this game bring out every emotion possible in them and us? Absolutely. But I still think that term is thrown around too loosely. I'm not a huge Draymond guy, but I think he's 100% right, Myron. And I'm with him. 
I mean, it's one thing to be the young team on the rise. It's another thing to be the young team that's been able to get to a finals, capture a championship. Like, we do throw that word around far too loosely, and I don't think the Grizzlies have earned that yet. Now, you won a championship this year, different conversation. Uh, but it's not – they haven't earned it yet. I'm a John Morant guy. He played college in here in the state of Kentucky at Murray State. He's yeah. exciting. I'm going to get the jaw ones when they come out. But, he, you know, he set this up himself when he, he said, did. we don't worry about the West. Yeah. You got to beat the West once before you yeah. don't worry about it. I'm with Draymond on that. And it hurts me to say I'm with Draymond. Yeah. But on this one, I am. Now, the Carolina Panthers have signed Josh Norman a key piece of the team's 2015 drive to the Super Bowl when interim coach Steve Wilkes was in charge of the secondary. He's been signed to the practice squad. The expectation is he'll play at least a minor role against the Bucks, with the division title up for grabs this Sunday. Starting quarterback J.C. Horn is scheduled to undergo surgery for a broken wrist Tuesday, and his availability for Sunday's game is uncertain. What do you think about the return of Josh Norman? I mean, in the Disney movie about the Panthers, he comes in and gets two picks off the street, right? And it's a great thing. In the real game, I'm like, what can we expect from him? It's a cool gesture. I know he's familiar, obviously, with Steve Wilkes and what he does, but I don't know that a guy coming in week 17 makes any kind of an impact. I think maybe more for morale more than any actual on-field effort. You know, I hear this, and my thought is, I always think of the NFL and the NBA and these sports as like these otherworldly things. Yeah. And then there's just a dude who's just been hanging out, and then like all of a sudden he can play in week 17 in the, in the division-clinching game, and it makes yeah. me think, what? How does that happen? The other thing was, if you had asked me what Josh Norman was doing, I would have never imagined it was playing football. I felt like that was a name from like 20 years ago. So I hope it works out for him, Myron. I think it would be a cool story. Yeah, you hope he's been working out, you know, and he's, he's ready to go. I hope he's not been working out. I think it would be a lot more fun. That's more fun. I think it would be a lot more fun if he's not done anything. And then all of a sudden they just put him out there. He's like, all right. You know, there's a movie out right now. Like a dude apparently played in the 1976 British Open and he had never played golf before. I'd like to see more of that stuff in sports. Wow. But did you know that happened? No. It did. There's a movie out right now. I don't know the name of it, but it's about that. Well, hey, thank you all very much. ESPN Radio, there's more coming up next. I don't know who it is, but I know they will make you happy. This has been Canty and Garth. Weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.